welcome to another edition of Let's Talk About It. This is Susan Johnson, and we got a great show for you today. And I'm here with my co-host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm back on the show after one week off. I was carrying it for a while, but now uh, Susan has allowed me to come back in today to talk to John Carbone. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, we are. Well, you know, last week we had the mayor and the lieutenant governor on the show. This week we have a great guest, John Carbone, who is the director of small business and broker support uh, and product development at Access Health Connecticut for small businesses. And we're so thrilled to have you on the air, John. Uh, thank you so much for all the work you've done for small businesses and thank you for coming on let's talk about it with us thank you we appreciate uh, appreciate for having me Susan and Dennis thank you all right well tell us uh, first off uh, tell us a little bit about the work that you've been doing with Access Health Connecticut and how did you get uh, uh, involved with Access Health Connecticut small business well my entire background has always been in healthcare, right out of college um, so I've worked with the carrier side actually I've been a producer and now I've been working at Access Health going on 10 years in July and a couple of years of consultants, so a total of 12 years, pretty much from the inception. And it, it kind of just pulled at my heartstrings because I felt like it was uh, something that was required and needed here in Connecticut. We have a huge population of small businesses, and you know, 48% of all employees are small businesses. Uh, and and that's, a, that's a huge population, and these individuals and employers need help trying to figure out what's the right option out there for them. So what the exchange does that's a little bit different, as many of you know, the exchange is part of the ACA, part okay. of what uh, individuals okay. used and labeled as Obamacare. Yeah, or the Affordable uh, Care Act. Or the Affordable Care Act, which what's is the, called, the uh, phrase I like to use, but people look at me and go, what? I never heard of that. What's that? <laughs> And then yeah. you go, Obamacare, and you go, oh, we know what that is. Correct. But, but Correct. maybe they don't. So, maybe they don't. So. Not anymore. Correct. It's been a while now. But, but yeah, one yeah, time it was just Obamacare. Correct. Correct. We just had our 10-year anniversary, so we're excited to be around for another 10 years and see how we can help Connecticut residents with mm -hmm. that. We, did the, we were one of the first states to do the Medicaid expansion or Affordable Care Act, and uh, I'm very proud of the fact that we were right there uh, doing that work and expanding access to health care with the Affordable Care Act. So tell us a yes. little bit about how you work with the small businesses and give us that information. And first off, how do they contact you? And we'll do that a couple of times while you're on the air with us. But how do they contact, if you're a small business or you're working for a small business and you might be able to tell your boss, hey, maybe we can get health care through uh, the Affordable Care Act, through health care access. How do they contact you? Well, they can call us. They, they can get through, through us three different ways. One, they can call our, our basic line, which is 860-241-8445. They are also welcome to email us at shop, S-H-O-P, period, A-H-C-T, at ct.gov, G-O-V, or they can talk to their local producer or broker. Okay, so if you are a local broker or a producer, then you would have automatically information about how to uh, work with Access Health CT. Correct. That's cool. Our team goes out to each individual producer. We try to train them on all the products and give them all the different tools that they need uh, we always kind of say we may not be the right tool, but we will point you in the right direction or your producer will point you in the right direction. If we are the best tool for you, we're going to make it work and help you out and try to figure out the best way to save you money 
will put you in the right product. Excellent. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about the product. No problem. So currently right now we have up to about 10 plans that are currently on the exchange uh, for small businesses. We have about 27 on the individual side. The thing that we do a little bit different that people kind of have a misunderstanding about, so I hope we can clear it up a little bit today or continue to educate, is that we don't work for the carriers. Our job is to help uh, individuals, employers, and, and employees find the best plan for their needs. So it either can be one of our two carrier partners, which is Connecticare and Anthem, uh, or we try to find something that's going to best fit their needs off the exchange if this product doesn't work. As many of you know, our mission statement is all about lowering the uninsured rate. So we have an arraignment of plans from bronze plans all the way to gold plan. And I know some of the terminology out there for the bronze plans are high deductible plans and people feel like they're not useful or the deductibles are too high. People need to understand, and I hope you allow me to take the opportunity here to explain to people those bronze plans are, have a have a great uh, uh, platform and they, they're incredible for you to be able to go you know, get your annual physical, go get your mammograms, go get your colonoscopy. All that stuff is covered before the deductible. So there's no charge to you. So these are, these are the opportunities that the ACA has that allows people to go have these annual physicals and hopefully, you know, have, get a clear bill of health or make sure that they catch something super, super early. Um, so the one thing that we do different is that as you can see, we, we look at the many different options for a small business owner. We'll get there, we'll quote them out in the small business venue. But if we understand that the employees make a different type of pay scale, we'll help that employer move those individuals over, uh, move those employees over to the individual side. And that helps with the contribution because if they're eligible for an advanced premium tax credit, that's going to help that employer keep money him keep money in their pocket, and they can use that money to either hire new employees, you know, keep putting it into the business. Well, this is something um, I want to emphasize, I, if, I, if you don't mind. I would love oh, to okay. emphasize the fact that if the employee in these Affordable Care Act Access Health CT business plans uh, say they can't afford the deductible, the high deductible, but they can, because of the whatever their income is, they can be moved from that as an employee over into uh, the Affordable Care Act plan that subsidizes them up to, what, 400% of poverty? Yeah, absolutely. There are a few other little things in there that we'll work through them, making sure that, you know, if the employer cannot afford to contribute a lot of money, that can be another reason to put them on the individual side. We try to do what's best for those individuals and that employer throughout this whole thing. So, that's something we do different that's in the system currently right now because we're kind of stuck in this rut of, you know, small business. we got to quote small business products. As healthcare is kind of evolving, we need to be evolving with it. We've written over, just from the beginning of January into now, we've written over 4,300 4, individual employees onto the individual market because it was the right thing for us to do with them. That's excellent. So you really do help people get access to health care, just like the title of your program says, uh, access to health care for people in Connecticut. And uh, being able to uh, make that transfer is unlike other plans that are not in the, um, in the uh, access to health care, uh, uh, you know, they don't participate in access to health care. So it's different because Correct. of that. Is that, am I right? 
Yeah, so if right now, like I said, if it's just on the, if, if they have Anthem and Kineticare, those are the two pro products that are on the individual platform and currently right now on the exchange small business platform. But if we don't have producers or brokers looking to see if this could be a fit to where they can move that uh, those individuals to the platform, those are the two that are licensed on the individual market to be able to, you know, get those advanced premium tax credits if they are eligible for them. Mm -hmm. And tell us about what a tax credit means. It says, what is the small business health care tax credit? What is that anyway? Tell us about how that works. Well, small, small businesses here in Connecticut have the opportunity on exchange if they have um, 25 employees or less, um, those 25, 25 full-time equivalent employees or less, and the employer contributes 50% of uh, the contribution of the single premium, the employer can be eligible up to a 50% tax credit. Uh, Non-for-profits are 35%. Well, people say, well, why so cheap? Uh, why is a non-for-profit 35%? And the easy way to explain it, usually non-for-profits pay about 100% towards the individual deductible or individual um, employee-only premium. So as you can see, that, uh, that could substantially be a lot more money. So what that means is usually the average for a small business uh, for-profit is probably around, I think it was around $2,700, $2,800 in the tax credit, and it's almost double for uh, non-for-profits. Okay, let, uh, so me, uh, let me that, that, ask you a question about that. Sure. If nonprofits are not paying federal taxes, where, where, is the, where is the small business health care tax credit from? Is it from the state? It's from the federal, federal government. So it basically comes right back into them as a check. They can, they can deduct it off of the payroll taxes. They can, they can deduct it off of whatever they're paying on all that, or they, at the end of the day, they can take a clear check right into operating budget. All right. That, that is wonderful. This, this is uh, information I didn't know, so this is amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Something Susan didn't know about health care. That's, that's incredible. You know, I get my advice on health care uh, from uh, Susan, and I'm, I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. I, uh, I, I have some expertise, but not in this area of the law. I used to know a little bit about it, but when I was a legal aid lawyer, John, for 23 years, but um, Susan is uh, quite a bit of expertise on it. And one of the things that impresses me about your agency in general is the fact that most, uh, the average person doesn't know an awful lot about these healthcare programs and they can find out about them and you can steer them in the right direction. And I think that's a real valuable resource in and of itself. Thank you, we appreciate that. We'll spend as much time as we need with someone. There is no cost to them. We're here to basically advise them, point them in the right direction, work with their brokers, validate what their brokers have. Our job is just to help whatsoever. We, I always say we do have skin in the game, but we're not compensated by any of the carriers. So any decisions that we're making as licensed producers for it is just in the best interest of those employers and employees. Um, that's our main goal too. And, also, people can go to our website at accesshealthctsmallbiz.com, and a lot of this information is there. Um, we keep our website very simple. Uh, you can quote plans. You can look at our plans. You can pull any PDFs down. But, if, again, if you have any questions or anything like that, don't hesitate to reach out to us at the 860-241-8445 number or the email address I, I stated before.
Now, usually when we talk about healthcare and healthcare programs on this show, I, I play the role of every man, and that is the person who doesn't, uh, you know, have any expertise. And I ask questions that I think maybe, you know, the person on the street would ask because that's me anyway. I have coverage. I'm a, for, a retired state employee, so I have coverage through through that, and I'm very lucky to have it. I'm, I'm still working as a lawyer with Susan, but uh, I no longer work for the state. But anyway, I have great coverage, and, and I think I wish everybody could have that too, but, but that's not the case. And it's, uh, that's another reason why uh, your agency and what you all do with the state of Connecticut is so, so, so important. One question I would have is, you're both talking about small business, and I think you gave us a clue at first when you said 25 employees or less. Is that what defines a small business? No, that's only for the. That's only to make you eligible for the small business tax credit. So for small businesses, and uh, according to the Department of Insurance, for health insurance quoting reasons, it's 50 full-time equivalents or less. If you have any questions about that, or you think, you know, I have a whole bunch of part-timers, or I have a whole bunch of seasonal individuals, and it seems like I have, you know, 75 employees, but most of them are part-times. Give us a buzz. We'll help you out with that. The rule is usually two to one for every two, you know, part-timers. It equals one full-timer. Right. So but we are more than happy to sit there and work with you and figure that out for you so you don't have to sit there guessing. That's wonderful. This kind of information is so valuable for people to know because there's so many people that I'm sure are affected by this and, and who could uh, take advantage of your services, and probably already a lot of people do, but I'm sure there's more people out there who uh, need to know more about it, and by listening to the show, uh, they will they may be able to be uh, you know calling you or your office and getting uh, some advice. We appreciate that. We're here to help, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to help as many small businesses and employers and employees that we can. Excellent. So you have uh, on your on your website uh, you have something uh, a little section called more good news. And it says you can carry the credits backward or forward to other tax years. Your tax uh, return can be amended if you forgot to claim a, a tax credit. And the premiums paid on employees' behalf can count toward both credit and deduction. Could you explain those three items? Well, what ends up happening is that you, you have someone who basically has a different um, effective date. They have a different time of the year. Mostly... Everybody thinks that most of all contracts in small groups start in January, end in December. Not true. Mostly in the employer world, they run 12 months throughout the year. So what they're called is they're called policy years. So you can have someone who comes from an off-exchange plan um, carrier, comes onto the exchange, and they may be eligible for that tax credit. Well, you know at the IRS, they do everything in a calendar year. So when they go to file those, they can say, hey, I've had this plan now for six months. The previous year, I'd like to get credit for that. Can I get credit for it? And usually that's what I always kind of say, work with your CPA, your accountant, he or she should be able to help you through that process. That allows them to have that flexibility and they can amend a tax if they didn't know they could or they didn't know they were eligible for it. And we will work with them to make sure to help them and point them in the right direction. Excellent. So they can uh, go back to you once they have a policy and say, hey, it yeah. I, I, uh, looks like I could maybe have a little bit more 
uh, in terms of my tax credits, and you'll help them figure out whether or not uh, that is something they can do. Now, do you do that through the broker, or do you do that as part of uh, Access Health Connecticut? So we do we do it both ways. We we, we always want to notify the broker during the renewal process at the end of the year. Hey, remind your client. Here's the information. Remind them that they may have been eligible for a tax credit the previous year. They've been on this policy for 12 months. If they do fit that, then that's fantastic. Give it to the CPA. Give it to the accountant. Ask him or her to basically take a peek at it. And if you do need to do a quick amendment, do a quick amendment because you don't want to leave money on the table. So every renewal that we send out, we like to continue to talk to our brokers about it and notify them and make them aware of it. Excellent. Have you done a cost-benefit uh, analysis based on ACA versus other plans? So we haven't done that yet. There are other things out there. Well, we have done them. Basically, we can send you those information. I don't have those numbers at my uh, fingertips. Uh-huh. But uh, we can get you that information, or we can have another conversation about it. I think there are there are benefits uh, to individuals being on the exchange, employers being on the exchange, and looking at both sides of the fence is what I say. is kind of, is the individual a better product for you because the employer gets to keep more money in their pocket because their employees are eligible for advanced premium tax credits, then that's the direction to go. You know, we make the employers aware that, hey, you're, if you're contributing, you need to remember you're eligible to do this pre-tax dollars, and so are your employees. Make sure you tell your CPA and accountant to do that so you can get those that 28, you know, 20 to 28% difference. The number does vary, and I always say I'm not a licensed CPA or accountant. Always check with your CPA and accountant or your payroll uh, company. They'll be able to help you get all the necessary paperwork in place to do that, but we try to give everybody those different avenues and make them aware of it. So we will, we do have some statistics out there, but it's really different on different varieties. It does sound like there is more opportunity uh, with this, with these different plans, because uh, anybody in these plans can, uh, if they have very low wage workers, can get into the individual plans up to 400% of poverty in which case those are subsidized by the Medicaid program, and they can uh, just go from there. And um, I'm not sure uh, exactly what the top dollar is for people in those plans, but for a family of four, before some of the changes in the rules, it was um, they were eligible for the uh, subsidy at 90000 a year. I think you are correct on that. Um Hoping to have that right at my fingertips. That's okay. But unfortunately, I, mean, I, don't, I think so. that it changed just recently because of the um, IRA changes in the seven percent correct, maximum. Correct, correct for the American Rescue Plan. Yep, 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 yep. And now, now I'm not saying the full thing. <laughs> anyway, we have one more minute left. Tell us again how we can reach you and a few things that I might have missed in terms of asking you some questions. Now, first, you can go to our website at accesshealthctsmallbiz with the z dot com. You're welcome to email us at shop, S-O, I'm sorry, S-H-O-P dot A-H-C-T at C-T dot gov, G-O-V. You're welcome to call us at 860-241-8445. And if you kind of sit there and kind of go, well, how do I get this started? How do I do this? I don't know how to do this. We've never done this. We have two employees. What's the best route for us? Is this going to cost us money? This is absolutely no cost to you. 
we're here as a resource for you. Uh, we have individuals on the team that have 20 plus years of experience. Our job is to help you understand all your best options. Our the job is help you create the budget necessary for you to have what you need to do and retain your employees because this is a big, big piece in retaining employees, especially in this environment currently right now. We're here to help um, and we'll basically point you in the right direction. And uh, people are always amazed when we basically tell them this may not be the bucket for you because we think this, this, and this. And you may be, you know, if you have Fairfield County individuals who travel into the city, we may give you alternative options because we think that's the best fit for you. And as I said in the beginning of this conversation, it's all about our mission statement, help lowering the uninsured rate, keeping people insured by having them understand through education, healthcare literacy, what their plans are about. And I'm going to reiterate this too, just because you have a bronze plan, please read your benefit summaries. You have access to great care before your deductible. You know, primary care, uh, you know, physicals, OBGYN, colonoscopies, mammograms, all that stuff. So don't be scared about that. If you have any questions, call us, 860-241-8445. We're here to help. Wow, John Carbone, you are great. Thank you so much for being on Let's Talk About It. And uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. This has been John Carbone. He's the Director of Small Business Broker and Support uh, Product Development at Access Health CT for small businesses. He can help your small business and make sure your employees are covered with insurance, and he can find the best deal for you, and it won't cost you anything to find out. So it's free. <laughs> thank you, John Carbone, and I hope to have you back, and we can talk some more about this because this is all really important stuff for people and uh, I know people listening will really, really appreciate your work. So uh, thank you so much for everything you do for the people of Connecticut and their health care. Thank you for having me. Thank you, John. Hey, it's Dennis O'Brien back again on Let's Talk About It. I'm so happy to be here with my co-host, State Representative Susan Johnson. We're going to spend the time remaining on the show to talk a little bit about the last legislative session. We can't cover it in the time we have left, but we're going to do our best. Right, Sue? That's right, Dennis. I mean, we uh, have a lot to talk about when it comes to the legislative session, and a lot of this has been coming out in the press. But, you know, it's good to know that uh, that we've been able to focus on, on Wyndham. Uh, during the session and communities like Wyndham and that's been one of the objectives of mine and of Senator Flexer and people also have uh, communities that are similar to ours. We finally have a good voice and we're we're exercising our voice and the first place I'd like to go is to talk a little bit about the uh, our education cost sharing grant and how it's finally been equalized uh, since 2017 we passed a law that said we were going to make sure that we were going to take care of that education cost sharing grant so that our funding would be uh, similar to the funding of the towns around us based on the income and the resources we have here. And so that's what we've been doing by that formula, the standard formula for everybody. And uh, we finally have standardized this and by 2025, we've equalized our education cost sharing grant. That's really important, Susan, and that's a kind of a, a goal that we've all been moving in towards in, in a lot of different ways through litigation and whatnot and a lot of the it ends up being a legislative matter the, 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 the judges want the legislature to make those decisions under <clears throat> general guidelines and um it's just amazing what has happened in the last uh 
you know, seven years or so at the Capitol with, with regards to the ECS, the Educational Cost Sharing Grant, and, uh, you know, m much more is coming into places like uh, Wyndham Willimantic, New Britain, Hartford, New Haven, Waterbury, Bridgeport, and so on. And that that is very, very important. It's very important for the uh, the school children there especially and also for the uh, people who work there as teachers, staff, and, and all, all kinds of jobs that they have. Uh, helping kids get educated, that is one of the most important things that government does. Yes. And, and at local government, it is probably the most important. And we're doing a lot better here in Wyndham now, and a lot of it is because of uh, assistance we're getting from the state. Right. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't have, uh, some of that is attributable to some of the works that you, that, that you did uh, when you were uh, par participating in the litigation uh, called the Connecticut Justice for Education Funding. And uh, once all that discovery came out from the litigation, we were able to point to hard facts about how so many of the towns in Connecticut were being underfunded. Our town was being underfunded to the tune of $10 million a year. And uh, many other towns were hundreds of millions because they had larger populations. Nevertheless, when you underfund a, a particular place like that and they have no room to raise taxes because they have no taxable property, this is something that makes a very, very big difference for the students in those areas. Just to give you an example, Dennis, this next coming budget cycle, uh, Wyndham is uh, standing to gain $4.7 million for the education budget. That is money that will go straight to the public school system, and that is money that will be given delivered so that we will be able to make the classroom sizes smaller, make sure that our teachers are paid uh, more equitably because most of the we have the lowest paid teachers in the whole state, and uh, make sure that we have uh, access to more resources for students who have a home language that is in English. Now, this, this time, we have been able to include the percentage of students who have a home language that is in English in the formula. So when a, a, state, a town has a lot of students that have more than one language, they're able to provide the resources for the teachers to be able to communicate with them and have the proper communication. Because let's face it, if people don't understand what you're talking about, they're not going to learn a lot. So it just goes to reason. Anyway, uh, so that is uh, what we do. And you have to keep in mind, too, it's not like they, uh, people, people are coming in and out of this country, uh, coming in and out of the country with different languages. And so it's important for us, because we're international now, we have an international economy, for us to be able to be, have that flexibility in order to be able to grow the economy here in Connecticut. Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud that I was able to uh, work on the uh, CGF case, the, uh, the last uh, uh, big case that was uh, undertaken in Connecticut with regards to the funding of schools through the Educational Cost Sharing Grant. And uh, well, that case was uh, won at trial, and unfortunately it was reversed by the state Supreme Court on the grounds that were um, not expected by, by uh, those of us who were involved in it. I was uh, lucky enough to be appointed by the council to be uh, Wyndham's representative on that bo on that uh, board of directors that helped run the uh, the litigation with the lawyers that the volunteer lawyers from New York that actually did the case. But Judge Mukauser, who used to be in the state legislature, did a marvelous job in that case. He wrote an opinion last; it was about 100 pages long, and he pointed out all the shortcomings in our state uh, educational funding system. 
And even though uh, his, his decision was reversed, uh, several uh, uh, really, really uh, progressive people and uh, uh, very, very smart people in the legislature, uh, I can name lots of them, but I'm going to name one of them, Susan Johnson, uh, saw that uh, uh, you know these things needed to be fixed on the legislative level. And it all started seven or eight years ago. I could name a lot of legislators from downstate who worked on that, but uh, you know I, I, we don't have a lot of time here. And it was a, it was a group effort uh, by a lot of people, and uh, it's just amazing because the 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 goals that we sought in the Seaback lit litigation that we did not get because uh, uh, Judge McCausher's decision was reversed by the state Supreme Court were obtained anyway by our, our, our wonderful uh, legislative delegation. Well, thank you for that, Dennis. I really appreciate it. You know, nothing gets done in the legislature or the local level without a group. And we did have a very wonderful group. And uh, we've been looking for the correct funding for years, but we have been very, very lucky to have the group of people that we have in the legislature working to make sure all the students have the same opportunities all throughout the state. And that's so important for everybody to really take it. And we have more work to do, Dennis. But this year, I'm very proud that we got this done. And uh, we'll be working on, we now have also developed an education, a special education task force. And we're going to be looking at each town and how they deliver special education to children that have special needs. They have learning differences. doesn't mean that children in special education cannot learn. It just means that how they learn is different. And there's all different reasons for that. And uh, so to be able to make sure they have the same advantages uh, because uh, we know that now so many of us have learned so much about different learning styles uh, that we're making sure those students uh, will be able to also benefit and uh, work just as effectively uh, as any other student who is a traditional learner. So we're going to be focusing on that next time, and I'm part of that task force where we're going to be working, and I'm going to be going to those meetings, and I'm trying to get people to come to the meetings who have these t expertise in the area, and they can uh, give feedback. So that's another thing that we were able to do this session, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of the changes that we're going to be able to make. One of the things I hope to do is to uh, put special education reimbursement on the same kind of funding schedule as we have with our education education cost sharing system. And that way, the, the communities that uh, can afford to pay will pay, and the communities that have uh, no taxable property where they are, is uh, they will be able to uh, take advantage of a little bit better reimbursement rate for special education. So we'll be looking at all of those things. And then the next thing that we did, as kind of in line with special education, is we're working on, and we had another wonderful year to address uh, the behavioral health uh, needs of our younger population. And also we'll be looking into the behavioral health needs of our older population as well. So we'll be looking at that, and we have a task force that's been set up, and I'll be working with uh, so many great legislatures with the Children's Committee, with the Education Committee, and also with the Public Health Committee uh, to make sure that we have, uh, we have a chance to address the behavioral health issues here in the state of Connecticut so that uh, access to resources for behavioral health are made available through the school system and in the community, say through places like our federally qualified health centers like Generations or United Health Services. Yeah, I just want to point out to uh, folks that, um, you know, there's, a, there's a, a way in which people 
in the legislature or senators and representatives are chosen to serve on certain committees. And they can't serve on all of them, okay? They serve on a few. And uh, fortunately for us, we have um, a special need to have uh, educational uh, equity uh, here in Wyndham uh, in relation to other towns. And uh, our state senator and our state representative are both members of the uh, Education Committee. And Susan's been a member of the Education Committee since she came to the legislature. And, uh, you know, actually, Senator Flexer came to the legislature in the same time. She was a state rep for a while, but uh, she's been a senator for quite a while. And she's another important part of the Education Committee and also the Appropriations Committee. They're both on the Appropriations Committee as well, another important committee. Thank you for that, Dennis. And, you know, uh, I have to say, uh, because we are able to work together as a team, Senator Flexer and I uh, actually worked very hard to make sure that we were able to get 95% uh, reimbursement for the uh, renovation, renovate as new Wyndham High School project, but also for the administrative offices. And we just got that affirmed in legislation this year. So we got 95% reimbursement for the entire building process, whether it was for the school part or the administrative offices. And I have to say thank you to working with uh, Senator Flexer because we both worked very, very hard to make sure that that reimbursement came to our state, uh, our local community here in Wyndham, rather, from the state. And because she's in the Senate and I'm in the House, we can do the two-step. Well, you know, I, I also <laughs> want to give some credit to our local people on that, that great project. And uh, I still remember when I was on the town council and I got a call from excuse me, Murphy Sewell, who was on the Board of Education, may have been the chairman at the time, told me we, they had to file an application for this uh, renovation, and it had to be done quickly. So I said, well, I thought to myself, well, why are they asking us? And I said, oh, yes, that's right. The, the school buildings are owned by the town, not by the Board of Education. The Board of Education is has a responsibility to use those buildings and those facilities on a day-to-day -day basis to educate our children but the ownership of the uh, building uh, is vested in the town. So the town is, you know, the uh, group that makes policies for the town is the town council. So we had to sign off on that application too. And I was very proud to work with actually the, the attorney for the Board of Education that I worked with on this was none other than Matthew Ritter, who is now the Speaker of the House of uh, Representatives in Hartford. And he was very helpful to me in... Uh, getting that application filed in timely fashion, and the rest is history. 95% reimbursement rate. Anytime you can get a, a building built and 95% and of it is paid for by somebody else, that's a pretty good deal. Well, it is a great deal, and uh, and it's great. I'm glad you met, uh, mentioned uh, Speaker Ritter because Speaker Ritter has been great to work with. Uh, we have a really good team. I'm very thrilled. Uh, I'm the Deputy Majority Leader working with uh, the Majority uh, Leader, Jason Rojas, and Speaker Ritter. And we are all working very, very hard to make sure our towns are uh, receiving more equity in, in the resources. And, of course, you had a great deal to do with making sure that we started the process for the Wyndham High Renovate as New Project. Uh, you were in, involved in that, getting that started for the, for the council. But also, uh, you've had a great deal to do with making sure that, that we have that uh, work together as a group for the three-tiered system 
uh, for the payment in lieu of taxes program, which has uh, started us last year, last cycle, I mean two years ago, with a, an increase of a million dollars a year for the pilot money. And that is something that we, uh, we've really, uh, really appreciated and has really helped the town of Wyndham a lot. And all the other towns, by the way, that are serving towns and serve the regions, serve the regions with, pi uh, with uh, nonprofit organizations, serve the regions because we have a hospital here, serve the region because we have a university here. We have uh, Quinnebog Valley Community College, which I'm thrilled if we just opened May 15th on Main Street, they're back. And that's another great thing that I've been working with Senator Flexer on. But these are things that actually help us. We have a Votex school here. We have an airport here. We have a lot of things that most communities, I don't think there's another community with 25,000 people that has all this stuff. But anyway, and it's one of the reasons that we have such a complex area. And we have two taxing districts and four uh, fire departments and, uh, our, and three police departments that cover 25,000 people. So it is very complicated. Yeah, <laughs> none of those great nonprofit facilities, such as the hospital, such as the university, they don't pay taxes. So in order, so in order to uh, help us, uh, you know, uh, ameliorate that situation locally, they have the pilot program, the payment in lieu of taxes program. But it doesn't pay 100%. And uh, for a long time, it wasn't paying much, as much more than 20%. And, uh, you know, this, uh, this thing that I worked on with the... Uh, all the mayors of the um, of the state. We uh, with CCM a few years ago. I went Connecticut Conference for Municipalities. Connecticut Conference for Municipalities, <laughs> and they got they got on board with a, a program to um, give the the uh, servicing towns, the, the towns that service their surrounding areas, like we do, uh, special consideration for pilot. There's they, they made a three tier program, and we're in tier one, so we get the highest rate. Of, of pilot reimbursement now just just recently this happened and that uh that is uh that is an example of of our town working together with towns like new britain harford um waterbury uh, bridgeport new london and um new haven and getting much more money in pilot pilot reimbursement for our town and they get they even get a lot more because they're much bigger towns but you know what they really need it just like we do and I'm really proud of that as well. You should be really proud. That was great work uh, that you did traveling around the state, uh, working with those other, uh, you know, uh, municipal leaders. Fabulous work, and it, and it reached the the ear of uh, Senate uh, President uh, Pro Tem uh, Marty Looney, uh, who proposed the legislation and got it right through in the beginning of session. So that has been a, a great thing uh, that we have uh, now in place in legislation. And so we will be the last ones to be hit up uh, for a reduction if there is a crash in the economy, which is very, very good. Uh, and it's a great thing. And before, it used to be just a straight shot across the board, a crash in the economy, everybody lost. Now it's going to be on according to the uh, the tiered system. So Yeah, it's a great uh, change for us and the one of the reasons why the town is doing so much better financially yes. is because the increased pilot money, the increased ECS, the fact that uh, our school project, which people were very much concerned about, because I think as you pointed out before, Susan, when I heard you on the Wayne Norman show last week, you know, the re normal reimbursement was 78%. Right. And now we're getting 95 and that's a savings of, oh, I don't know, $15 million. Oh, no, it's almost $20 million. It's about, yeah. Almost $20 million. $20 million for, saved for local taxpayers. Yeah. Thanks 
primarily to so Representative Johnson and Senator Flexer. All right. Well, we're winding down. I can't thank you so much for your kind words, Dennis, my co-host. Uh, it's really good to be on the show with you to talk about some of the things that we are able to do this last legislative session. There's a lot more that we can talk about, and we will do that in some other time. But right now, we're going to have another great show next week. Right, Dennis? We will be definitely be back with Matt Rupar in another great show next week. And I don't know whether it will be you and me or just me or just you. But one of us at least will be here, and I know Matt will be here too. Thanks, yes. Matt. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to hearing you, uh, seeing you. And uh, we do have a podcast, so if you didn't get a chance to hear this, you can go on the WILI website, or you can go on my web page at the Capitol, and you can also hear the podcast there. I want to thank Denny and Craig Gates for sponsoring the show for 20 years at least and uh, making it, giving us an opportunity to talk to the people of this this town in this area. Thank you so much.